My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. Views and opinions expressed on Geek Father are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their affiliates, or sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. This is for the parents and not for the kitties. Geek Fire! Can you try one more time and say no. Geek Father real loud? Geek Fire way out! I just did it. Hey guys! Welcome back. That's right. It's Scotty P here with another new episode of The Geek Father coming to you with all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent while we're getting through this wild and crazy world. You know, we've talked about pandemic. We've had ice. We've had snow. So I thought it would be a great idea. And you've heard me talk about it before with Kyle. We finally are able to have a little bit of fun Instead of talking about all the craziness with virtual learning and everything else going on, we have a great friend here with us, comic book writer, entrepreneur, if you will, and everything. I give you Mr. Christopher Elston. Howdy, sir. What's going on? How you doing? Not much, brother. I'm all right, man. Just trying to hang in there. Yeah? Okay. I know we, we've been catching up a little bit more recently. Uh just to give everybody uh, a quick overview, uh, what what is it that you you do currently? I and we 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 both have I've been helping you out. Kind of, there's a new project dropping next month. But overall, what have you been doing? I know you like uh, Flash Delirium LLC. Give us a quick rundown on what's going on there and what what you do in life, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, um. Flash LLC is a, a company that my fiance and I have both started. Uh, we're both writers of uh, film and uh, comic books, and that's our first love is comics. Awesome. So we we tried to submit things in the past to different publishers, but just like everybody else, you know, when you're not a name and don't really have a lot under your belt, you get rejections. Right. So we said, you know what? Instead of let's do our own thing. You know, we had enough knowledge under our belts. And we had a lot of resources, so we were in a position where we could start on company, and that's where we're at now with uh, Flash Delirium. Yeah, and it's just getting off the ground. I mean, you guys literally started this. I want to. I think some planning was going on ahead of time, but you started this in the middle of a pandemic, twenty twenty, and really yeah. getting it off the ground. <laughs> yeah, timing, man. It just. Who could have predicted any of this stuff? True, uh, but it's more props to you guys for still doing it. That's the whole thing. That that's the way I take it, anyway. So, hey. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, you know, we, the, the combo community is a big community. There's a lot of guys and gals out there doing this stuff. Absolutely. You know, and that just gave us more motivation to keep going forward. But um, far as how long we've been doing this, we've actually been working on the combo stuff for a a number of years. Right. Uh, the company itself was something we talked about in the past. We toyed around with the idea just in case we couldn't get a, uh, somebody to pick us up. Mm-hmm. 
and we got the position within this last uh, year to do the company, you know, and that's amidst, uh, you know, my fiance getting really sick and taking care of her. And she pulled through it, you know, and um, family stuff. Yeah. Well, and, well, um, well, we always talk about here. I mean, I mean, the family stuff is number one reason for anything good or bad or what we're exactly. doing. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, and that's another thing. Like, they've been real supportive. You know, everybody is on board. Like, my kids, they're really excited about it. And Good. my son, he's actually uh, a little bit of a, um internet personality himself. And he's, you know, help, willing to help us out with some cross-promotion because he's all about the TikTok. And I, I know nothing about Oh, uh, yeah. Stuff. See, that, I mean, I know very little <laughs> on the TikTok. See, you, it, see, all your kids are even older. You. You you had them youngins while you were a youngin. You were a baby having babies, you know, as 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 us old fogies like to say these days, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, and and that's great. I mean, and and, hey, cross generational cross promotion for however works. If if he's able to use the TikTok for it, man, TikTok sit. By the way, guys. I'll go ahead and just say it now because Chris and I, we've already been talking. We he is already part GUI, man. We where we just get in these old man tangents and go on these conversations. <laughs> so let me go ahead and say this now. Everything we talk about, the new project or even projects coming up, we uh just we might get a little exclusive uh mention about even after the new project, a new word project coming as well yeah but all the links everything that we can provide information wise contact to chris flash delirium everything we can for that guys we'll post with the episodes and all that so keep an eye out uh, a lot of it is just good old well these days it's just good old facebook communication really but once you guys get the website built and that because that's still in uh in progress right now you mentioned before right well, it's coming yeah okay very close to finishing excellent excellent so, I know, and, and again, see, that's why I say, me, me and you already talked GY, so that's why I was like, I gotta get Chris on here, this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> uh, but that that was one of the biggest differences that, we, that we've always talked about, because most people on Geek Father, uh, the oldest we typically have is our friend F.U. Hunter, his oldest son is 17. Your youngest is 17. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, no, early bird, early bird. You know, hey. but I, w- I wouldn't take any back. I'm very, very blessed and happy. Good, <laughs> and see, and and that's all you could ask for, man. I mean, I whether it's sixteen, eighteen. I didn't have my first one until I was technically thirty-five. It's just the that's way it works, bad, man. Yeah, yeah. So, but well, we all still come together. We all love being geeks about what we do, what we are and everything. And it's, right. and just to even here for, for a little bit of, uh, where at least a couple of your kids, I know kind of are taking up the mantle into some type of geekdom as well. And, and related, which is mm-hmm. always good. Like, like I always brag about Logan, my oldest, who is, he's my video game nerd, man. You know, that's, he loves his PlayStation. He play, we play games all the time or whenever possible. My, I think Leland's turning into my horror movie friend. Even though he's only he just turned nice. four, yeah, it's nice because he's only four. So we'll see if he kind of hits that level that Logan did at one point of where he freaks out all of a sudden after. Well, like whoa, whoa, whoa! Obviously, I won't show him everything, but yeah, of course, he, he's, I was there too. Oh yeah, <laughs> but he's definitely been you know uh, keeping an eye on like The Walking Dead a little bit and trying to. He's caught other stuff that Logan like used to watch when he was younger, younger. 
But Logan hit Duh. that point of where he's just like, he, he just straight up was like, nope, too scary for my taste. Now, he could come back to it, hopefully, but Leland has been holding strong so far. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's funny you say that because that's how a lot of my kids were like, they're, they all love horror. All my kids love horror. Nice. You know, and it's like a tradition. When I was young, I watched a lot of horror movies. I mean, when I was, there were certain ones I should not have watched when I was young, but, oh, you yeah. Know, well, you know especially us growing up in, like, especially the 80s and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff in the 80s for that, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, like, I mean, I remember being a little kid, you know, I, I was in a, our, we had a house, had a basement that was pretty, you know, had a TV and stuff down there. I had, like, box and box of Betamax tapes and stuff, but I was watching everything, you know. Nice. And my mom, she was a big horror buff. Okay. But that passed along to my kids. Now, with my kids, now, I wouldn't let them watch anything, you know what I mean? They watch like the Gibbons, like, no. The, heart, the, the Freddies and Jasons, and uh, they all knew who Ash was. Like they knew the actor's name. They knew who Bruce Campbell was, who Robert England was. It was really cool. Nice. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. That is very cool. Yeah, sweet. And they always talk about it now. Oh yeah, like my yeah. oldest daughter. And, and and really that, and I was always afraid of that with, uh, especially Logan being my first. Where and I've talked mm-hmm. about it on other episodes. Where I was always afraid of like, did I push certain things on him too quickly? Being so young that he just got to that point where he's just like, I'm already fed up with it and I'm only four years old. I don't want to see this. Like Star yeah. Wars and stuff. They still like Star Wars, fortunately, but they're not head over heels. They Where you kind of hope for as a parent where you're like, let's nerd mm-hmm. out together. It's, I'll take what I could get. So. Right. <laughs> but you know what I think it is? What, like, I just watch my kids growing up with this stuff. They have more access to stuff than we did. Oh, yes. You know, when, you know, everything's on the internet now with them. So they all they got to get on YouTube and see this stuff. With us, we had to wait for it to drop on cable, or we had our VHSs out. Mm-hmm. Could record it was on TV, and but it was now, expensive I mean, it's so, it's too. So much... Yes, it was, dude. You, you know, it was a long time before I saw ET. That was like the one film when I was a kid. I did not see it for a long time because really? my parents couldn't take me to the theater oh, and let okay. yeah to buy it. That thing was like a hundred dollar VHS tape, I think, Ooh. back when it first came out. Right. You know, but I saw everything else like uh, Indiana Jones and all that. Yeah, you know, all that stuff. So, oh yeah, certain, but always certain ones that you don't catch until later for one reason or another, for sure. We actually uh, last year because, and I only say this because we're approaching the one year of since GalaxyCon was basically a good line for some of us on when the pandemic mm-hmm. kind of started because there was a, a lot of talk of it at GalaxyCon last year. And if I remember correctly, that's our, our the Geek Father panel. That's what we talked about was the big difference with the cons starting back in the even back in the sixties, seventies, in comparison to how they are now with the access to information, the the cosplay right. that happens, the the different just products that are out there in comparison to like I I grew up in like a pretty decent sized or near a decent sized city. And I really mm-hmm. still still didn't hear about certain conventions until living here in Virginia as a teenager about certain stuff. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy how things have changed so much, man. Even yeah. like you know, like now with movies, right? Like most most of the kids now, like they just get on. There's so many people who do reviews now or reaction videos. Back when we were growing up, like I remember, like when you saw a trailer on TV, that was. 
an event. Oh yeah. Because you didn't know what's coming. Like I mean, when, when like when a new Freddy movie came out or whatever, you didn't know what's coming out. You know, the, when you saw part three, that was it. Until like, oh, may, maybe we'll see him know one or not. Then boom. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't a week TV. later of them already writing a script right. or some internet access. It was. Yeah. You hopefully, someone in your local news area liked horror movies enough to try to get updates from Hollywood, quote unquote, you know? Exactly. So. I miss those, I mean, do you remember how the newspapers, how you should have like the, uh, the, sh- the showings in the newspapers? Oh, yes. I used to cut all those out and stuff and paste them on boards and stuff. <laughs> Dude, ooh, you take it to a whole new level from me, man. Nice. Yeah, see, I yeah, mean. Yeah, I mean. I, I never I, I never did that, but it was definitely one of those where, depending if it was the Sunday paper or just a weekday, where you definitely, I would look for the comic, the comic strips, and uh-huh. then check out the movie. Even even if I had no idea if I was going to be able to go to a movie that week, I still checked the schedule. I still looked to see what movie was out there and what I wanted to right. see. You know, it was like early version of trying to take mental notes on what's out there, what I want to try to do in life that week. So. I have the same way, man. I mean, unfortunately for me, I didn't really get to go to movie theaters till I was a little bit my my later teens. So a lot of my movie experience was the cable TV. You know, so I saw a lot of that stuff just on, you know, the old, old school Cinemax, HBO, when actually show cool stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, let's say, (laughs) I I think there's been some jokes before, but when cable first started, that was, we probably had some of the biggest advantages because they had no new material based on the standards. So they had to bring in all the old stuff for all the B-rated movies and you know, where, I mean, the, the the time era, which I know there's a couple documentaries of, like those Saturday night, like, ghoul fest, like, and I'm not just talking about Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, I'm talking about, um, oh, the names are gonna escape me now, where, uh... USA Saturday Nightmares was one of them. Those, uh, or just Up All Night with Rhonda Shear. Yeah. Uh, Commander t- USA. Yeah, we were talking about Joe Bob earlier. He started out on TNT. Yeah, Joe Bob. You know, right. with, with that drive-in yeah. and everything. Yeah, dude. I mean, and well, and I'm even talking about those shows where they were, they purposely were so cheesy and had no budget. Like the, the local, uh, blah, 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 local access type channels of, um, like Dr. Ghoulie's Midnight Movie or something, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm, <sighs> All the all the the main names escape me at this point, of course. And and as soon as we're done recording this tonight, I know I'm going to remember all of them. So I'll try to even Same put that in I, some of the post credits as well. Well, remember, because I, I I grew up in uh Maryland when I was younger, but they're all kind of, all all the states had the same broadcast. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Like and on, any any halfway decent town had somebody dressing up in some sort of goofy-ass monster makeup or evil scientist right. doctor and showed some type of movie that normally was not in theaters, even back when it was a new movie. It probably didn't go to regular theaters. And had some type of Midnight Madness on Saturday, a, a monster movie showing something. So, And those yeah. were so much fun. Yeah, the Godzilla and Kung Fu movies. That oh, that was the ones I yeah. remember the most. They would show like about three of them things. Like oh back yeah, back. I watched all of. Them. Yeah, it was never <laughs> one. It it was always like at least two or three back to back during any of these marathons or anything. Right. I even yeah. remember you know. 
uh, when Fox was new, Fox 35 or whatever here, the local Fox, before it was really like just more known for being Fox News or so, whatever crap, they showed all sorts of stuff, especially on the weekends, because they had no current shows. Like original Star yeah. Trek series, movies, like all, all those great like B-rate 80s action movies, all sorts of stuff. It was fun, fun times back then. Yeah, yeah, you know, getting back to like being a family and stuff. I told my kids these are like stories. I told my kids, like, we're, no, they, they didn't believe it. You know, like there's some kind of folklore or something. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. But, <laughs> but what blew their mind, and it's funny, and it blew my fiance's mind too because she's she's a little she's younger than me. She's like in her early thirties. Yep, same with my wife. So, so yeah, so you know, there's a, I got a little advantage over her. Yep, stuff. exactly. I. Nickelodeon's why I screwed him up at. I told him like the old Nickelodeon was nothing like the new, the one it is oh, now. No. Do you remember, like back when Nickelodeon first came out, it was like three shows they would show: is UK on television, yep, Count Duckula, yep, and uh, Danger Mouse, yep. And it would show like I think like seven to eight o'clock. Then it would cut off. There'd be nothing else. I think in the mornings it'd be out of control. And uh, with Dave Kool Aid from Full House, he was in it. Oh, do yeah. Uh, was, the the what was that one girl on the on the Dave Kool Aid that one show where you ah, ah that one girl yeah yeah she looked like a generic Cindy Lauper, but her whole thing That's was what, doing I, some I weird thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. You know, and they said really. I said, but this was crazy. So late, I I think like about. This had to be like 88, 88, 89. They yeah. used to have like a, a, a variety, like a show on there to talk about news and stuff. This is Nickelodeon. And they had this one segment that would talk about horror movies. I kid you not. They actually talked about Hellraiser on a Nickelodeon show. What? Do you remember that? That's how I found out about Hellraiser. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, I wish I, I remember the show. Nickelodeon probably buried this. I probably don't anybody remember it. But yeah, there was a time when they would they would talk about horror movies, you know, and like they actually talk about movies in general. But they would have a little section, yeah, and they talked about horror movies and like they actually the the, the fact they said Hellraiser on a Nickelodeon show, like really, that is this is insane. Wow. Yeah, wow. and they showed the scene where uh. The um, I can't remember. The, the the brother was up in the attic without without a skin on, high in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, scene yeah. Shows. Yeah, like Frank. Yeah, Frank. Frank yeah, you know, skinless Frank. Yeah, you know, in a uh, attic. It was, it was weird. Like you know, thinking back in retrospect, like wow, this times have changed, man. Times Absolutely. have changed a lot. Well, <laughs> and actually, that I'm gonna take that as a perfect segue as well here too. Uh, I, I got formal and did a few questions. Now, how much we touch on the questions, yeah. because, again, like, like I've mentioned, we're great about you, you. You're fitting in just right for the old man tangents on this show where we're <laughs> we're already 20 minutes or so into recording and we, we've got some great stories already. But my first question, like I said, it's, it's a good segue into this, is that. Uh, you know, when, when you did start at like being more of like when, when you actually sat there and said, when you could say like, I am a writer or well, you've done directing with some of the independent movies as well, or just the writing, by the way. No, I did some short films. Short films. Okay. So when you did yeah. that, were, was your oldest already born or were you already like on your way to like, I know this is what I'm going to be for a career? Um, 
It was half and half. Like, I always knew I was going to do something with comic books and writing. That was just always there. Fair. Um, when my first was, when, when uh, my first child was born, you know, I kind of, obviously I put it over the back burner, kind of, you know, take care of the kids. So in between parenting, I was always writing. I was, I, I was at least doing that, you know, yeah. and I would come up with an idea and I would collaborate with people and stuff. And we would talk about, you know, eventually we would try things out. And again, I was young too. So I, I really wasn't in the right mind to actually do it as a career. It was more or less, you know, this teaching myself, you know, crafting my skills and yeah. working. It wasn't until about um, the early 2000s. And at this time, my kids were, they were like around like in their like five, six years old age, you know, and I, I, I had a little more, not, I won't say freedom, but I had a little more opportunity to try things out. There you go. And I was at a point, yeah, I was at a point, you know, I was okay. I think I want to try to make, you know, try to make some stuff. And I, my buddy at the time, we were back and forth. You know, we were going to do the comic book thing, but we want the movie day was kind of like, you know, we were really itching to do the movies, you know, because that was like, you know, back in the day when, like, you know, Tarantino was really hot, you know, how Kevin Smith was making movies, and they had this whole, you know, do-it-yourself mentality and stuff. So, uh, the the big surgeons we'll of the indie filmmakers, really, right, right, think right. about it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So we um we we shot a couple little things, none of which I have anymore. I, I really wish I still had that stuff, oh, you know. But you no, know, we I, I bought like a, a little cheesy, like not super eight camera, like eight one of um hi-fi eight camera camcorders, you know, just to try stuff out. I had yeah. got like a computer just to edit, and literally this is what how how we did it, you know. And it, my my ex my ex wife at the time, you know, I told her, all right, so I go to you no, know, I work. X amount of hours at work, you know, my brace are right and all that stuff. And yeah. my buddy, he actually worked a job too. So, we, you know, we would sit there, figure things out, write it down. During the weekdays, you know, I would, you know, come home, spend time with the kids and the wife. Mm-hmm. And on weekends, all right, well, like that Saturday, you know, I would have like, you know, a week, like a week, one day out of the weekend to shoot some stuff. Okay. And that's what we did for like a few, you know, that, that was a routine. And eventually we had some, you know, we had, we had a little bit of stuff, you know, made. And that was kind of like the film school aspect. I, I, didn't, I really yeah. didn't have the time or money to go to film school. You know, I was too busy, you know, working and taking care of things. Sure. So that's what we did. And the cool thing about it was I figured out, so, you know, the kids were starting to get interested. You know, they love movies and stuff. And they liked what I was doing. So we would, I would incorporate that with them. You know, I would shoot other little stuff. And that would help me just to cut things together, to edit, to have things to edit, you know, nice. and to keep them involved too and not shut them out. Yeah, yeah. And it worked out pretty good, you know, and that made them more creative. You know, they, you know, read, they liked to read books. They liked to write stories and they had a good understanding of movies and stuff. And nice. I, I know that's what made my son want to do what he does now. Cause he's a good editor and stuff now, too, because of all this. And like my daughters, you know, they they like doing makeup and stuff. So it, it really worked out, you know, and I just kind of went that. That's where I kind of went with everything, you know, and. The movie thing lasted for a while, and th- I think at this time I was still I wasn't I, I wasn't in Virginia I was in Carolina at the time, and uh, I moved back here in early to uh, I'm sorry not early 2000 like around 2010 2011, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I stopped making movies for a while because I was just trying to get you know adjusted you know move back into the area, and I started meeting people around here, and we started shooting you no know, we started shooting some more stuff. And uh, because, you know, 
And some things worked out, some things didn't. You, you know how this works. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've I've never been at the forefront of it, but I know, like, uh-huh. on, on a couple of other the sh- of some of our other shows, I've mentioned, I I've been a part of some indie like a zo- like a zombie movie, an exploitation movie, you know, of, right. where it's like based on like how seventies gangs work, you know, but it's modern day. But it was all done by uh, one gentleman I know by the name of Robert Elkins who lives down in, like, the mm-hmm. Colonial Heights, Cheshire area, and we would essentially make a movie on every Sunday for a few months. He would be out there filming, like, this zombie movie, and because at the time he was a cop, he had access to be able to get us into a cemetery without being in trouble and everything. And That's cool. Yeah, that's and, cool. and that's what he totally did on the side, like... It, it was his passion, but he did, you know, at that point where, at that time, he had two kids, I believe, that were n- older teenagers, not quite adults. So, mm-hmm. same type of thing. I don't think they got involved with the movie stuff, but he made sure he had time for them. While on the side here, he was making this movie. I drive down to, like, Petersburg area, essentially, in Virginia, and we... Anywhere from five or six hours to 10, 12 hours, we would be running around Petersburg filming a zombie movie. That's cool. And totally out of his own pocket for everything. He was like, I don't want partners. I got screwed over by somebody and does it all on his own. Yeah. He, he calls his production company American Eyesore, if anybody wants to look it up. But he, he's just done some really fun movies. Like, I'll have to, like, if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic, he'd be one of those, like, where if we were able to go to GalaxyCon this year, it'd be like, oh, mm-hmm. you guys need to talk. You know, that that's the type of thing awesome. it would be like. There, there's so many, like, we could work together so well with doing stuff, and but we're stuck doing everything virtual right now, so it doesn't do as much. Yeah, you know? I mean, not even the, the epidemic, but just a pandemic. Um, yeah. It's hard, man. It's, it's hard making movies. It really is, yeah. you know. And the one the, the one that I can say is, aside from learning a lot, the people I've met, you know, this is definitely a business. It is about who you know. You know, you gotta right. You know, it's about working with people. There's the ego stuff. That don't have an ego. Just you know, what I'm saying we're willing to learn and you know, and just be cool with people. You know, and the, the doors that will open up. I mean, there's a lot of it's crazy because like right now we're primarily focused on the comic book thing. But yeah. a lot of doors got opened up for that because of the connection I made through the movie stuff. There you go. And then, you know, eventually, you know, we can go back to the movie thing. It's just easier now with the comic book stuff. And sure. it, it just works out, man. It, it really just works out. And, and a good example but, uh, to set for the kids on how to work with people. Yeah. How to do business the right way. Yeah. yeah and, uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's the biggest thing, dude. Is yeah. like, that's more my kids be proud, you know, be proud of me or something. You know? Sure. You know, I mean, that to me means more than winning awards or being a millionaire, the fact that, you know, you made something make them happy and that they, you know, could talk and share it with people. That, that to me, is the, that's the real payoff there. There you go. There you go. So w- within that as well, just kind of continuing on some of our questions, because I know, we, again, you and I could just, we could just keep talking, but oh, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure we touch on a few other things uh, oh, yeah, before yeah. the show's over. Uh so and, and, and so far it's it's a it's a great segue here because really what I was thinking next of because obviously having children at a younger age 
when do mm-hmm. you think was about about that time in your life was there a certain age that you could think of or a certain time where you quote unquote made made the leap of this is what I'm doing a hundred percent of the time no matter what whether you work a second job to just help out here and there because we know we know comic books movie business even being mm-hmm. big time is not always consistent work technically so right you know so I mean what was there a certain point where you're just like I know I'm a writer. I'm going to be writing comic books. But even if I have to go get a part-time job somewhere just to make sure the lights stay on until it really kicks off. Mm-hmm. Where where was that? Like where were you at at that point like age-wise? What was going on? You know, honestly, I always kind of had that mentality, but when it really likes set in. I think I was watching, you know what it was? I was watching um a, this thing on Tarantino. It, it was, I, I had bought a, uh, the DVD of Pulp Fiction and uh, on, on that on that DVD, I, I think there was an interview with him and Charlie Rose and he was kind of talking about okay. how he started how he started making movies and mm-hmm. stuff and he's, you know, he said this thing and it, I, I never forgot it. He talked about how like before he made Pulp Fiction, Rush for Dogs, how he tried to make his own little film and he said it took him like I think like two or three years, and he said when he finally got the film process, it was nothing. He said like he, he said it wasn't a failure, but he learned from it. Right. And he just kept going. And when I saw it, I said, you know what? I said, dang. And this guy, he had no kids. He had no. It was just him. So it's like there's never gonna be a point where it's this perfect, this perfect storm, right? Right. It's, it's, it's never gonna be all right. Everything's gonna fall into place. And if anybody says it, it's a, it's a random chance or there's something that they're probably not including and telling their story about to be perfectly honest. Right, yeah. Right. And I I think when and I think that around that time I was like in my mid twenties, I'd be like twenty four, twenty five. You know, and again, like up to that point I was doing like I told you, I was just doing little things here and there, working different jobs and stuff. Yeah. I said, you know, I'm I'm not the way I'm going is not the wrong path. I mean this is pretty much everybody does. You know, you got and I gotta work, you know, yeah. but I also there's no excuse. I mean, if I say I don't got time, I do got time. Instead of me, you know, sitting in front of TV, just watching, you know, or just, you know, smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer or something, I could be, you know, working on a script. You know, if I'm not, you know, in the case, yeah. you know, if the kids are asleep, I got time to work on stuff, you know, and got to make sacrifices. And that, I think that right there is what gave me the drive to where I'm, why I'm here with you right now talking. I've always had that mentality, you know, just awesome. don't give up and just discipline yourself. Yep, fair enough, man. Dude, good an- good answer. I'll give you a golf clap on that. Good <laughs> answer. No, I, and I appreciate that because, I, I mean, I, I've i looked at myself and I know there's definitely been a couple times where I was just like, oh, I should have tightened up, you know. But I, I try to live with no regrets. I, I made a decision for a reason and stuff. And mm-hmm. sure, I may not work the job that I've always wanted, but I've been very fortunate mm-hmm. enough to have a job that puts the food on the table, keeps a roof over the head, and allows me the time to have a show to bring you on so we could talk right. about the shit that you do, you know? So it's, it's, it, it all works in its mysterious, own mysterious way, you know, however it is. And, that, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. It's right. It's putting the right sacrifice on time, what you do with your free time, all that for sure. I a hundred percent agree, sir. Good deal. Um, let's see now just to, oh man, we're having a lull here. We can't do that. So, uh, 
And I can edit this out, which now I've got to, so I've got to mark my time. Okay. Uh, so, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm in total brain fart, of course, during this. Now, uh, how, how old uh, was your first child before, you know, we, we were mentioning about horror and everything, mm-hmm. whether you're oldest or youngest or for any of them, what, what was about the age where you were just like, you can kind of watch horror, you can watch this without really any restriction, I guess is the good way to put it. Because also for anybody who doesn't know or hasn't looked up Flash Delirium yet, the new comic coming out or what Flash Delirium is mainly based on is a lot more horror-centric. Right. Uh, indie, indie, noir, you know, very black. The black and white is what I'm digging on for some of the panels that you slipped me to take a look at. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm really <laughs> digging on that. Uh, everybody working on it is doing a great job. Oh, thanks, so man. yeah, absolutely. And so with that being horror, now granted your children are all technically adults at this point. So it's you don't right. have to hide but so much. But what was that age where you were just like yeah, if they walk in and watch a nightmare on Elm Street, they're they're on their own. There's nothing I'm going to say to them. <sighs> I'm going to say it had to be around about between 6 and 7. They were Oh, really? Good yeah, my kids are smart, man. <laughs> like, no, they, fair, they were just fair. way smarter than me. And like they they were good about I'll, I'll put you like this. Um, and this kind of goes back to how I felt about horror too growing up as a kid. The the fantastical stuff like Freddy Jason, aliens, stuff like that, cool. Yeah. The grounded horror is what I kind of stayed away from. Even Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I didn't show them that until like they were in their teens. More, more, you know, more, yeah, the more realistic type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. And that you. wasn't that gory, you know. I mean, Freddy was more gory in Texas, but true, the, it, it was too, it was too real. I think fair, and fair. I, I, you know, because again, like Freddy, Jason, Michael, Myers, those are fun movies, you know. Any, I mean, yeah, Jason got some nudity and stuff, you know. I mean, I wouldn't let him watch any of that stuff. But, right, uh, right. You know, like cover your eyes, you know. I, I'll show. My, I think I had the edited version of those on. I got on the cable or something I was showing. But, you know, th- that there was kind of like where I was at with it. But, like, around, like, about six, seven. And then, like, they were they were smart enough. Like, they were already breaking down the scenes, like, you know, what the effects and the stuff. So, like, okay, ah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, Fair enough on that. So, so yeah. you knew they were your kids when they, when they start breaking down a scene and going, man, I could have wrote a better line than that. Fuck that shit. You know. Yeah, you know, and I know some 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 parents frown upon. Oh, you know, I'm saying like kids watching that. And I was like, come on, dude, they there's more horrific things on the six o'clock news. That they Agreed. See, you know. Agreed. You know, that's just so. I mean, I, and plus, like, I mean, especially now, man, with YouTube, I can only imagine the stuff that Ooh. children have access to now. Yeah. So. Well, and, and I never saw a problem with it. No, and and that's and that's why I've. As giving the the mutual respect back to say like Logan, like I mentioned earlier, where if something is too scary for him, you know he he walks away or he shuts it off and whatever works. And I'm like, that's cool. You know, I, I'm not gonna push my geekiness onto you. You know, right, if it right. does that make you comfortable. Part of the reason why I say Leland is probably gonna be more of my horror movie guy. Is because one of the I don't I don't think I don't know I can't remember if I told you this story before, where but I love telling it where we were watching like it chapter two, mm-hmm. and Logan was like nope I'm done 
and goes into the other room. We're like, cool, we're going to keep <laughs> watching it as long as you're not in the room. Leland, at one point, stands in front of the TV, starts bawling his eyes out, just crying, does the typical hands over his eyes, looking through his fingers, crying, watching the movie, and as we try to move him away, all he does is step back in front of the TV doing the same thing. He keeps <laughs> watching while crying scared. That that happens. You know, but yeah. that's, that's kind of like... What, what is that? It's like... The, they're scared, but like that's the, that's the thrill of it, right? Like they want to keep on seeing what happens next. The, you know? the intrigue too, is there. Though. The intrigue yeah. overruns the fear of what is going on, and 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 that brings up also too, like like you were mentioning, where there have been many talks of this is fantasy. This is not anything that will really come into your bedroom and do anything to you. This is not a real entity, if you will. So, you know, it's, it's just like, I understand if you're scared, it's it's, it's something new to you. Mm -hmm. It's not going to come hunt you down in the middle of the night. Don't worry about that. You know? Right. You so. know, and like most of these characters, like, again, like the, the big icon, like Freddy, Jason, and they've kind of transcended the movies where they're like Spider-Man and, you know, Superman. Oh, now. yeah. You know, they're just... <laughs> They're so easily the recognizable that it's not technically scary anymore. We watch those movies more for fun. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know. eh, that happens as well. So, also with being a parent then, and with that age, just thinking about stuff, how much is, because again, you've had a lot more periods of life for the ages of your kids and everything, and mm -hmm. you even have some stepchildren as well, you mentioned, correct? Yes. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're crossing boundaries there all around, which is cool. That's totally awesome. We 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 love you know we love the big families here. So, <laughs> on on that note though, as being a parent, and also I know, I've I've s very little experience with the step parenting aspect. I was almost a step mm -hmm. parent. That's why I say that. But also seeing how other friends have done stuff. How does being this type of parent affected what you do with your writing, with what type of project you work on, or is there any influence to it as well? Um, I don't really want influence on the writing aspect of it. It definitely, I tell you what, what, what it did help me out with ra raising kids and stuff. Mm -hmm. It helped me work on movie sets better because you know, being like a director and stuff, or just being a helping hand on the set. You know, you go in there. Green, like, dang, how am I supposed to do this? Then you start looking at how how the sets ran, like, well, heck, this ain't no different than me, you know, taking care of my kids. So you kind of like, I, I yeah. took parenting, applied that to working on a set. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to talk to you like you're a two-year-old right now, very slowly in simple words, get it done, blah, blah, you know, and hand-holding, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you got to think, it's the same thing. I mean, when you got children, no, Children, different personalities. You got to deal, deal with them each individually. Right. Same thing working, you know, and I, I can even apply that to just working, the, you know, in the work, out in a regular job, you know, same thing. So it has an impact me like that. As far as the writing and stuff, I kind of, I pretty much keep like that separate from the writing because like most of I write is a totally different <laughs> world. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it's like anything know. I've seen so far, I I get what you're saying. You know, again, I I can't help but brag on these sneak peeks that you've sent me, and I'm really excited to hear about this new project. Which 
I, I'm going to keep mentioning a, a, a couple. I'm glad I've mentioned it a couple times because we'll <laughs> we'll hopefully get that. Like I said, get that at least the title name and the exclusive on when it'll be released and when to look for it on Flash Delirium. So fingers crossed, people, oh, if you're yeah. still listening. So, but I no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I did want to tell whoever's listening. Uh, with Flash Delirium, um. Our main goal is we want to do like you know the alternative comp, alternative stories. You know, I'm a big. I grew up in the, like you know, stuff in the 80s and 90s. Actually, going back far to the 70s, exploitation, horror, yep. darker superhero stuff. So I say that to say this: this these books are not really for kids. Um, Neither is this podcast. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know that that I, I will say that you know. It is and, more, and, and, more and to be honest, taking a taking a look at just even the because you you've slipped out a couple panels and in, into the on the public page as well. I yeah. think just even seeing some of those panels, you're like, yeah, probably not the best idea for a seven year old. But no. maybe I mean, if you're 13, 14, and you know that that's yeah, gonna be that's parental discretion at that point. You know, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that and that's awesome, and, and that and that's the whole thing is that. Uh, where as much as we take care of the kids and everything and you know I've, I've always been a big pre you know one thing i've always done on this podcast i've always preached about community we're, we're a tribe and you know the the geeky tribe right. all this stuff and which makes having you on here fun let me say that much you know because oh, i haven't really this is my first <laughs> official interview let me throw that out there as well i've had oh, a couple wow. of friends on you know we've talked about projects they do but this is the first official like actual interview for geek father so thank you very much for that as oh, well well thank you I'm, I'm honored absolutely man no no i'm loving the work man i fellow parent we we know where each other stands on stuff makes this great so uh with that in mind, uh, for what we try to do to influence our kids, what were, and, and I'm sure, obviously, we've talked about plenty of them throughout this whole conversation, who or what were, like, a lot of your influences growing up for you, you know, and that really helped shape not only what you got into, but even helped shape the career for, like, what you do as a writer, things like that now? Uh, well, a few things. Uh, my mom. Oh, it's got to, Cheers to moms. I mean, Absolutely. Oh, yes, I'm going to yes, say that right yeah. now. They, they, they don't get enough credit. Yeah. Absolutely. She, uh, you know, I got a lot of my, because I, I do art here and there too. That's kind of, I got a background in that and I got it from her, you know. And okay. just, again, like my movie knowledge is from her. I mean, she's the one, when she was watching movies, I was, you know, tucked up in her arms watching them with her and stuff. And she, you know, reading nice. stories and stuff. She helped, she helped me out a lot on that. Um, just, just my love of film, man. Just, just watching movies and uh, I like reading, I like comic books. Like again, like I've always read comic books, you know, yeah. growing up as a kid. That, that really helped me. And a funny fact about me is one of my f- first and favorite comic books is Spider Woman. <laughs> I read nice. Spider Woman. I knew Spider Man, but Spider Woman was probably the first comic book I read, and I read it because my cousin had the book. And the co- I, I, I got the book here somewhere, but on the covers got you her. Still fighting have it. This, well, I don't have that. Exactly. Oh, okay. I got a, a copy of that. Okay. I went same back issue. That you one. have the same issue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. yeah, actually, I bought, I bought the, I collect, I got the whole run. Um, nice. Happy about that. Nice. But it's a cover where it's like her fighting this big melting man monster thing. I thought, oh, this is cool, you know. So, I mean, yeah, you know, she's, she's one of my favorite superheroes, you know. Nice. But, uh, yeah, that, um, 
when I was in high school, my art teacher, he really, he inspired me too. He's a really smart, intelligent man. And, you know, he kind of opened up my eyes to different things. And like, kind of like all of that, man, that's kind of combined together. And that's kept me on, on a path, man, just want to create. You know, I always like just entertaining people and telling stories. Good and, deal. Uh, another funny thing is uh, Ghostbusters. I was a big Ghostbusters fan as a kid. Yes. I had all the toys. And yes. one thing, and this is kind of like my first official gig was, in, and I think I, I was in elementary school. I would draw these little Ghostbusters books and write stories. I would pass one to the class for them to read and get their, you know, they like that. Look at you. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, That's awesome, yeah. though, man. That's yeah, cool thanks, shit. Man. I mean, it, yeah, it's like all that stuff, it helps out, man. That's why I'm a big, you know, when it comes to children, like their imagination, I, I'm, I'm really big and supportive. Like, you know, when kids show signs, stuff like that, you need to encourage them, you know, and yeah. you just never know. I mean, that really can help them out, man. That's good deal, man. Really do appreciate that. Um, all good material, man. Uh, the the geeky is strong on on your side, man. Uh, much appreciated, and and I'm I'm really glad no to problem, to man. know that the, the the your children, the future generations are out there, you know, using what they have with the TikToks and blah blah blah. As I talk like an old man and wave my hands yeah. around, you know. <laughs> I mean that that that's awesome. I mean, and, and that's what I the, the at the very least what I could hope for for uh, my boys as well is that whether I show it to them or they get in, you know. Even if it's a, a geeky something that I'm not into, but that becomes their geek to man, I, I hope they take it and run, you know, further than what I've done with my stuff. So at the very least. Oh yeah, you definitely. Know. And they will. I mean, you create that environment for them, man. They watch it, you know, because I mean, you're they look up to you. You know, you right. are their heroes. You yeah. know, So that it, it helps. Yeah. Well, like like Logan, I maybe he'll become a game tester and stuff because of the way he plays. You know, you know that's I'm trying to roll with the punches here because I definitely video games was just more of a time passing when he was a baby, yeah. and he almost literally just hasn't put down a controller since. And that's wow. where it's, he goes, man. You know. It's, it's crazy how like how how, how quick they catch they catch on to that stuff, man. They do, you know what I'm saying? Like they know way more stuff than I do about games. Oh, <laughs> the way he plays, he uh, like we play online sometimes, uh, and I, I've talked to some of the other GUI guys about this and some friends. He'll hop online and see my brother and I play as well. Like so, mm -hmm. all three of us will play together sometimes, and sometimes you've got to play on there with a, a complete stranger on your team. For like we do some Call of Duty stuff and everything, like first person mm -hmm. shooter, and adults are sitting there going, "He's good," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's my six year old." What? Oh, I'm sorry, I said a curse word. I was like, "He hears cussing. It's okay," <laughs> but they're like, "Dude, he's that's awesome. Like he's playing better than most adults out here." And I was like, "Well, thank you," you know. So hopefully that's something that he takes with him and runs with yeah. it. You know, yeah, that's man. the least I could ask for. That is awesome. Yeah. Very proud, man. And at, at this point here, because unfortunately, Kyle has not been able to make it onto the show. He was having some technical difficulties. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, and that's a, a lot what I had. Like, I know we wanted to talk about, you know, where I get the feel for introducing you to the Geek Father world and everything. Uh, one of the next things I would say before we start really wrapping up here is... I mentioned to you that we do geeky parenting stories. What's a great, you know, you, you've mentioned a few things that all your kids do, but what's a really, and it could be one of them, it could be all of them, 
what's that one geeky moment that you had as being a parent with your kid that just was like, you know, we've told stories about where something as simple as a dad made a cabinet, made it look like a Switch, a Nintendo Switch, and the panels open and their controllers were in there, to all sorts of stuff that parents have just done for their kids and just gone above and beyond. I mean, it's really the a, a simple way to put it. What's a great story you've got to share with the people, man? Well, I got a moment. Okay. I, that comes to mind, and I, I got to kind of get off topic, but I'm going. I'm going somewhere with this. Do it, man. Do it. When, when I was a little kid, my cousin, we're about the same age. Me and him, like, we we were big into action figures. So you know, we had all that. We had Transformers, GI Joes, all that stuff, Ninja Turtles. And what we would do is we would just. We would put everything together. We wouldn't separate them by by genres, you know, or you know, by property. Oh, yeah. They're all together. Yep. So we made our own little team of heroes. We took all our favorite, like you know, you know, heroes, put them together, and put all the bills together. We made episodes. And what we would do is we we see each other on the weekends. So during the weekdays, we would do our own little episodes by ourselves with our toys. We'd call each nice. other up, say, "All right, I did this, I did this with my guy today and this." So the weekend we'll have like our big event one. That'd be like the that'd be the you know the conclusion to what happened during the week when everybody come together. That's nice. And once a and once every month or two we'll do like the big movie. So we'll be like the big you know we'll spend like the whole day doing big epic battle and stuff. You know, carriage with die and all that stuff. So we did that for years awesome. and years and years. Awesome. Fast forward to now with my kids, like you know, my son he was all into the action figures too, and the the girls they kind of liked them. You know, they play with Barbies, but you know they kind of like the action figures too. So they yeah. you know. I couldn't just cut them off. I played, you know, he wanted to play with the experience. I would sit down and play with them and stuff, and they wouldn't play. So I kept it going. I did like I would do like the anniversary thing from when me and my cousin did it with them, and kind of tied up the loose ends from nice. when we stopped that. And that's just something I think about sometimes. Well, and, and that's <laughs> to, to me based on what you've also been mentioning earlier is that a lot of that is what carries over to everything, right. and it all comes back. So, I mean, there's, you know, for what your kids are doing, for how you influence them. And that's awesome. It's, it's, that's, that's one of the, uh, that makes a great geeky parent story. And, and I don't, in my opinion, I guess is the only one that counts on this podcast. (laughs) But, you know, it's obvious that, you know, the great influence, the stuff that they're doing now, it was, it was the little stuff like that, but a great, where you were able to take something from your childhood instilled in their childhood Bringing it all together, but you know, bringing a full circle, if you will, which is pretty awesome, in my opinion. So, Thanks, man. Yeah, it's amazing. Love it, man. The the little, you know, what I'm saying the little things like that, you know, that's what's all about. Yeah, know. and yeah, I mean, I I say the same thing. It's like there there's little times where you know you like doing a big event for a birthday or something, but it, it's those day to day little like even just a hug at the right time type stuff where it's just like beautiful that's that's all i needed today that gets me through the rest of the day let's do something let's play a game let's get you know do some extra Mm -hmm. video game time let's play you know let's mess around with this so yeah more power to you man that's that's awesome a great geeky parenting story there and that is really gonna about wrap us up for this episode here so uh again i my apologies uh unfortunately kyle was not able to make it. i know i mentioned that before there was technical issues we were hoping he would join us late if anything but i don't think that's going to happen at this point uh awesome. but guys uh 
What was that? Oh, I said it sucks. We couldn't talk. Oh, it sucks. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Kyle was looking forward to this as well. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and say, you know, because especially like Chris, thank you, because I know we've had to arrange schedules a couple times uh, to be able to get you on here, do the recording and everything. No problem, man. Thank you. Thank you a lot. I really appreciate it, it, man. Absolutely. So, well, do do you want to do your own promotion here at the end? Why don't you tell everybody... Well, I, I'll, I'll start you off because I, I oh, yeah. want that exclusive now. <laughs> I, I'm determined to get that exclusive. So, guys, right. we have Christopher Elston here who is um, – and your wife's name is – Chastity. Chastity? Lassiter, yeah. Lassiter. Mm-hmm. And then you also have Hillel Meat as who's doing a lot of the pencil and yes, inking sir. for yeah. the current project. Yes, and he's in Berlin. And I was about to say, that's that's one thing I noticed looking at this stuff was that you guys, not everybody is local. It's it's independent artists across the pond. Oh, man, yeah, yeah. Which he, is he, pretty fucking cool. He's amazing, dude. I, I'm, I, words can't describe how fortunate we are to get, get him. You know, he really likes what we're doing, so. Awesome. So, guys, check out Flash Delirium LLC on Facebook. The website will be up soon. The new project that will be dropping for free through the the website. That's why you got to watch out for when the website is announced through Flash Delirium on Facebook. Is because the new project that we've been talking about, Pop Singer. That's the actual title. In case I didn't say it right, Pop Singer will be released for free in we'll just say March at this point. Yes. Through Flash Delirium, a full comic looks awesome. These are some of the panels that you slipped me that are looking really great. The black, white, and the grays, the shadowing is looking freaking phenomenal here. But you said there was a bigger title, if that's the right way to put it, that you guys will be dropping after Pop Singer? Yes. So um, this is something we've been working on for years, just building it up. And uh, it will be a shared universe scenario, so it will be a very big ongoing thing. Uh, wow. So hence the, the secrecy up until now, essentially. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. It's a, a, a dark superhero story told from the perspective of an anti-hero. So think um, Watchmen meets the boys with Pulp Fiction. So it's going to be fucking bloody yes yes it is and it's gonna be it's, uh it's gonna be an evolution it starts out one way and becomes something much much bigger and uh the awesome. title will be uh rabbits badass song rab like rabbits yeah like the animal r-a-b-b-i-t-s yeah that's the character's name the rabbit rabbits badass song rabbits badass song so guys for the a few listeners that I do have, you've heard it here first. After the big release, the free release of Pop Singer in March, keep an eye out for Flash Delirium. Rabbit's badass song will be released. And uh, who's what's some of the names that will be working on this project? Is it all same team? You and your your same team as Pop Singer. So, a. Uh, then no argument on my end of that. I, I think it'll be great anyways, before I even see anything. Now these are, this is something you haven't slipped to us. You're saying you're telling me this for the first time right yes, here, sir. right now. Oh, after the show, we'll, uh, I'll send you some stuff. <laughs> send some stuff. We'll share it. And 
Uh, for, fortunately, we have some time based on when we're recording this to when we when I actually release this episode. Uh, I, I mentioned at the beginning, guys, keep an eye out for links. Uh, I'll I'll put up anything I can to get you. Uh, so you can see the material straight to Flash Delirium, straight to Chris, everybody else on this. Uh, some awesome fun stuff going on. And just like Geek Father, it's for the parents, not for the kids. These are very, I would say, adult-themed, adult artist or artistry-type pictures, whatever, yes. however you want to put it for comics. Not necessarily for the kids, but it can be a great storyline, great... You know, plus, in my opinion, one thing that we've always had here on GUI is that we're supporting independent artists. We're supporting the independent business. So, guys, keep an eye out. Uh, again, a big thank you to Chris here. I can't appreciate this enough, man. Like, I, I know this was a chance for you to promote yourself, but just for you taking the time to hang out with me oh, for yeah, man. a Saturday night, no less. A Saturday, we're here... Joe, what kind of parents we are. We're here on a Saturday night recording a podcast as our kids are doing whatever else. So, but Chris, uh, again, thank you. Uh, any thank last you, words before I do my closeouts, man? Anything? To say it now before you have the chance. Uh, well, first, I want to say thank you again, man, for having me on the show. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. Absolutely. And you're awesome, you're awesome man, for what you do for the community. Thank you. We, oh, I'll say all of us at GUI try that. That's a, there, there are certain showrunners across the board at GUI where, where we do what we can because we're all, all this podcasting is DIY, just the same as what you guys are doing for the comics for Flash Delirium and everything. So we're making our way as well. So thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Uh, my normal closing guys, uh, just thank you very much for listening, all my listeners, since day one. Or if you're a first-time listener, thank you for you hopped on a great episode to check out Geek Father. Again, sorry to Kyle could not make it. Uh, but if you want to check out anything that does have Kyle, of course, uh, just go to www.gypodcast.com. Of course, all of our shows, all the episodes are available through our website or any listening spotify amazon i can't even think i use spotify personally so i'll say that but guys out there don't forget to check out t public we still have all of our great designs out there uh, i believe uh speaking of trying to watch out for our community we, i believe all of the funds that we get from t public are still being put right back into uh the holly fund for all of our friends and restaurants and everything that are still being affected by the pandemic so we're trying to watch out for them there um uh, and all the other shows, of course, like I said, like uh, if you're from the Mouths of Madness fan, you'll definitely love the, what we talk about on this and a lot of the stuff that Chris has coming from Flash Delirium. Uh, man, I'm rambling. It's uh, one big old man tangent. So, guys, again, a thank you to Chris. Thank you to everybody who listens. And don't forget, join us or cry. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness.
GUIPodcast.com. <laughs>